الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه نستغفره نؤمن به ونتوكل عليه نعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا نعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهد الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله May Allah's choices blessings be upon our beloved Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad. The Prophet sallallahu saw a lot of difficulties around him that didn't set, set very well when he saw that how the slaves or the people that did not have money or wealth or status or fame or power were treated in the society in the community how parents didn't want girls and if a newborn if it was a girl was buried alive this was called the dark ages ayam this is called the jahiliya the age of darkness dark ages people used to fight with each other for hundreds of years because somebody's camel drank water from somebody else's well without permission and then a fight broke out and the tribes kept fighting each other and carried they carried that legacy for years when the prophet saw this fighting and this jealousy and this greed in people's heart and he saw people running away from values morals ethics practices that bothered him because he was going to be the last and the final prophet of Allah he was going to be someone that is going to be elevated to the place where even angels cannot reach prophet sallam he did not know what to do so he secluded himself and took himself away from makka and went up in the ghari hira in the cave of hira those of you that visited Mecca and you went down to, you know, look up to Garihira, you can see, you cannot almost see like the steps going up, it's so far up. And you see people climbing up and it takes so long to go through the steps. And then when you finally reach the cave, it's so difficult for even one person to get in. And at that time when there was nothing around for him to be there for days, in that darkness, trying to reflect, trying to connect and trying to find answer until one night the Quran was revealed Allah says in the Quran ba'da a'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajim shahru ramadan alladhi unzila fihi alquran hudan linnas this is the month the Quran was revealed this was ramadan when Quran was revealed Ramadan is a time when Allah gives us answers to our difficulties and our problems. The more the, as you grow and as you become older, you're going to slowly, inshallah, appreciate the beauty and the value of Ramadan, inshallah. May Allah grant all of us the understanding of what a gift Ramadan is. It's like if somebody tells you, you know, you're going to have this big, huge gift reveal and someone's bringing something for you and it's really expensive and it's like something you it's beyond your imagination 
We would be really excited for that day. Just like we get excited for Eid or birthdays or celebrations and gifts. Ramadan is one of those times of gifts. Are we ready for Ramadan? Is our heart, are we feeling Ramadan in our heart? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to ask the angels to tie up the shayateen. The shaitan and the devils are going to be tied up. They're going to be thrown into the ocean. They're going to be out for about 30 days. Allah is going to say, close the doors of the hellfire and open up the doors of Jannah. And the Jannah is going to call out to the people that who are those that are going to fast during the day and remember God and going to stand at night in prayers. And who are those who will seek God so that God will forgive them? And we are ready for you as your abode, as your home. A real home. Our great-great-grandfather, everybody's great-grandfather, Adam a.s. He came from Jannah. And we are eventually a real home. We're going to go back to Jannah. And Allah is giving us a gift to earn that Jannah. That's Ramadan. That's Ramadan. It's like somebody puts you in a, in a gold mine and says, all these gold and all these treasures, you've got only a minute. You've got 60 seconds. Or you've got 120 seconds. Or you've got five minutes. Whatever, whatever you get, whatever you collect, that's yours to keep. That's it. But after five minutes, your time's up. You got to get out. You're like, oh my God, how am I going to spend the rest of my life? Depends on this five minutes. If I become a millionaire, I can live happily. I can take care of all my, everything. I can buy everything I want. Take care of my family, serve people. So many different things that you have in your mind. Are you going to go and say, you know what? I'm just bored. You go into the, you know, the gold mine and you've got 10 minutes and you're like, I'm just so bored. Let me just get my, you know, Nintendo or my, you know, my PS3 or PS4, or whatever system you have right now. Um, you get out your gaming system or your laptop or your phone and you're like, you know, I'm just too bored. Let me just do something. And then do you get distracted? You've got only five minutes or 10 minutes. So Allah asked us in this world, you've got very short amount of time. Short, very, very short amount of time. You know, this world is going to sound, it's going to, to us, once we leave this world, it's going to be like a minute, like an hour, like a little bit of time. When we go to the hereafter, we look back, it'll look like very short amount of time. Because al-yawma, on the day uh, of the day of judgment, is how many, how many years? One day of the day of judgment is equal to 50,000 years. So 100 years, if someone lived in here for 100 years, that will sound like very little. It'll sound like, it'll at that time feel like just a few seconds, just a few minutes. And Allah gave you this Ramadan like that gold mine. Every time you say, SubhanAllah, how much reward do you get in Ramadan? 70 SubhanAllah or more. Bilayri hisab. Allah can increase it even more. 700 times, 1000 times, million times. When you pray one Fajr, you get the reward of praying 70 Fajr. When you pray one Nafal, you just, you just make two Rakah, you get the reward of Fard. On the Day of Judgment, when Allah is going to look at your book of deeds and say, Oh, he's missed a few Salah. He's missed a few prayer. He's missed a few good deeds. Does he have anything to back up? And they're going to say, yeah, 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 yeah. He did all these good deeds in Ramadan. So one counted for like a hundred or a thousand. 
And one night in Ramadan, there is one night in Ramadan, that's going to be more than worshipping Allah for 83 years and 4 months, more than 1,000 months. Can you believe it? You get the lifetime reward in one month of Ramadan. Someone might not be able to get it for a hundred years and you can get it in one month of Ramadan. And we're about to enter it insha'Allah, hopefully tonight, right? SubhanAllah. And making dua, Allah, please give me tawfiq to do a lot of good deeds in this month of Ramadan. Please give me tawfiq to read Quran every day. Do my salah beautifully. Fast, inshallah. If you're of the age, fast with your parents. And make dua and be kind to people. But guess what, guys? Really important thing to remember Allah in our heart. Not forget Allah in our heart. When someone comes to try to fight with us or argue with us, what did the Prophet tell us to do under fasting? In me, saw him. In me, saw him. I'm fasting. I'm fasting. I cannot argue. I cannot fight back. I cannot get upset right now. Have patience. And this is, this is the month of patience when you're fasting. Today, inshallah, I'm going to uh, share with you a beautiful story. This story about this month, Quran was revealed. Ramadan is the month of Quran. And guess what? Our scholars said not just Quran. You know, Torah and Zabur and Injil. All the other books that were revealed. To Dawud to Musa and Isa all the, all the divine books that were revealed. They're all revealed in the month of Ramadan. And this is the month where Quran has come. And Quran, guys, is any time you have any difficulty, when the Prophet had the difficulty and he went into the cave of Hira, where did the answer come from? Where did the answer come from? How am I going to fix this issue? People are burying their kids alive. People are fighting each other. People are doing these things that have never heard, people, nobody has heard before. They put 360 idols in the house of Allah. And the Prophet was concerned. He didn't know what to do. But where did the guidance come from, guys? Through the Quran. There is guidance in the Quran. Anytime you have a problem, where do we go? Where do we go? Quran. You have any type of problem, you say, I really, I'm really having this problem. Go back and look in the Quran. If you can, then ask your teachers, your parents, and they'll find an ayah or a verse that'll help you. Because Allah has placed guidance for people and shifa and cure for all your problems in the Quran. And I'll tell you a story about how Quran transformed this one person's life who became a very big, beautiful scholar. And we read about his stories. And this is his story of how he repented and how the Qur'an guided him. His name was Malik bin Dinar. What was his name? Malik bin Dinar. Malik bin Dinar narrates, and this story has some really cool details, so that's why I'm going to read the story, just to make sure I don't miss anything. So Malik bin Dinar narrates his story in the following way. He said, I was a policeman and very fond of drinking. Okay? He's a Muslim, but he drinks. Right? He's into drinking, alcohol. He led, I said, he said, I led a carefree life. I bought a, and, and he said that I had a daughter, a lovely child. And when my daughter began to walk, I loved her all the more. So he's a Muslim that doesn't really practice Islam, doesn't practice deen, doesn't really remember Allah. He drinks 
But he had a daughter. He loved his daughter a lot. He really loved his daughter. And he had a beautiful daughter. And the innocent child had a strange habit. This innocent child had a strange habit. Whenever she saw a glass of wine in my hands, she would snatch it and spill it on my clothes. This girl, this daughter, would take away that drink, that alcohol, that wine from the dad's hand, and they'll spill it on his, on his clothes. Now, she, he was so fond of her that he said, being fond of her, I never scolded her. And then as fate would have it, this little daughter, this beautiful daughter, my child, died when she was only two years old. So he lost his daughter when the daughter was only two years old. And I was so shocked and I was so sad. I was sorely grieved. This was a very difficult time for him. And he started drinking even more, started getting away from Islam and the faith even more. But one night, guys, which month are we in right now? Month of Shaban. But tonight we're going to be into, inshallah, Allahumma, balligna Ramadan. Allah, please grant us Ramadan and many more Ramadan, Allah. On the night of 15th of Shaban, he's saying, on the night of 15th of Shaban, I was drunk. And I went to sleep without performing Isha. I had a horrible dream. So listen to this, guys. This is really important because many of our scholars and teachers have told us this story. It's a really beautiful story. He said, I was drunk and I went to sleep without performing Isha prayers. I had a horrible dream and I saw myself among, these, among those being driven to the assembly of the people on the Day of Judgment. So he's dreaming that the Day of Judgment already happened. You know, the world has ended. Everybody's back. They're on the Day of Judgment. And he said, in the dream, I heard a noise and felt something following me. And I looked back and I saw a huge snake chasing me. Ah, it was a horrible sight. The snake had blue cat-like eyes. Its mouth was wide open. It was rushing toward me furiously. I ran faster in terror, desperate for my life. The horrible snake still running after me and drawing closer. And then I saw an old man. I saw an old man dressed in elegant clothes with, re- with rich perfumes. And I greeted him saying, "Assalamu alaikum." And he returned my greeting. I said, for the sake of Allah, please help me. Help me in my misery. He said, that old man said, I am too weak to help you against such a mighty enemy. I'm too weak to help you. It is beyond my powers, but you must go on running. Perhaps you might find someone. You might, might find someone that, that can help. Who can help? Running wildly, I saw a cliff in front of me. And I started climbing up the cliff. But on reaching its top, I saw beyond it the raging fire of the health. So he, he, found, he looked and he was going up the hill and he found, he, he looked at the hellfire. Meanwhile, I heard a voice calling aloud, get back. As he was getting close to the hellfire in his dream, he's hearing someone calling out saying, get back for you are not one of them. So now he, you know, he used to drink and he used to do all these bad things. But then he, when he gets closer to the hellfire in his dream, he hears, you're not from one of them. And he said, I turned and I began to run in the opposite direction. And the snakes also turned around and came after me. 
I saw again the old man in white robes and said, Old man, can't you save me from this python? And the man began to cry and said, I'm too weak to help you against such a mighty snake, but I can tell you that there is a hill nearby where they keep the sacred trust of the Muslims. What do they keep there? Sacred trust of the Muslims. If you go up that hill, you might find something of yours kept in trust, which might save you from the snake. I rushed toward the hill, which was round in shape, with a large number of open cartailed casements. The casements had golden shutters studded with rich rubies and most precious jewels. On each shutter hung a curtain made of the rarest silk. It's a beautiful place. Beautiful place. And he's wondering, what type of trust are these? When I was going to climb the hill, the angels called out, Open the windows and raise the curtains and come out of your closets. Here is an unfortunate man in misery. Maybe you have with you some trust of his that might help him in his distress. The windows opened. The curtains went up. There issued forth from the casements a host of innocent children with faces bright as the full moon. By this time I was utterly despondent, for the snake had drawn very close to me. Now the children called their friends, Come out quickly, all of you, for the snake has come very close to him. Hearing this, more children came out of their windows in large crowds. And among them I saw my own dear daughter, who had died some time ago. And my daughter, seeing me, began to weep exclaiming, By Allah, he is my dear father. And she jumped on a swinging cradle, which seemed to be made from heavenly light, and darted across to me. And next moment, she was standing by my side, and I took her to my, bosom, uh, my chest. She lifted her left hand towards me, with her right hand motioned the snake away. And the snake went away immediately. Then she gave me a seat and sat in my lap, and began to stroke my beard with her right hand, saying, My dear father, the daughter in the dream is talking to the dad, My dear father, and read a beautiful verse of the Quran. She said, Alam amanu an nazala min al haqq O my father, has not, Alam amanu, has not the time come for the believers? That their hearts should submit to Allah? Has not the time come for the believers that their hearts should submit to Allah? After the truth has been revealed, after the Quran has been revealed. And when she recited this verse, I was moved to tears. The dad said, I started crying listening to this verse. And I said to her, I asked her, My daughter, do all of you know the meanings of the Qur'an? She replied, We understand the Qur'an even better than you. We understand the Qur'an even better than you. I asked her, My dear child, what was the snake? She said, It was your own evil deeds, which has made it so strong that it was about to push you into the hellfire. I asked, And who was that white-robed old man? She, she replied, that were your good deeds, and you had made them so weak with your scanty good deeds that he could not help you. I asked, what are all of you doing on this hill? What are all of you children doing on this hill? 
And she replied, We're children of Muslims who died in infancy. We shall live here till the day of judgment, waiting to be reunited with you when you come to us at last, and we shall intercede for you with our Lord. And then I, I awake from the dream. Then he woke up from the sleep, from the dream. With the fright of that snake still heavy on my heart, I turned to Allah in repentance as soon as I arose and abandoned all my evil ways. And Malik bin Dinar became one of the greatest scholars and tabi'i that we still talk about. And he did so many beautiful things after this incident, this dream. What a beautiful story of Quran. That at the end of that story, the daughter is reciting the Quran and to remind the dad to come back to Allah. The siyam was given to you, fasting was given to you. So that why? Because so we can remember Allah. Guys, has the time come for us? Just like the daughter said to the dad. To remember Allah. To submit to Allah. Are we going to follow our own desires? Are we going to follow somebody else's way? Or our creator's way who created all of us, all human beings. And his message in the Quran. May Allah give us the love for the Qur'an and give us tawfiq to live the Qur'an. Loving the Qur'an and living the Qur'an. Inshallah, we, we email this little worksheet on loving and living the Qur'an to all our Islamic studies teachers this earlier this week. Inshallah, April 9th, we're going to talk about